A blockbuster deal for playoff Randy, another push for Brian Reynolds, and a two-for-two swap with the Marlins headlines Fan Fiction Friday here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Colby, hit it. You are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Friday, December 23rd, 2022. This is Titan Gazales and Colby Patton for the Locked On Mariners podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Thank you so much for making us your first listen. Subscribe, like, and turn on alerts if you're watching on YouTube. Or subscribe and leave a five-star review on your preferred podcast platform if you like what you hear. And if you want to hear from us even more, please consider signing up for our Patreon. The link as well as our social accounts is in the description below. It is Fan Fiction Friday here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. Thank you to everyone who submitted trades. We're going to get to about eight of them on today's show. Colby, uh, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks, so for those that might be new to Fan Fiction Friday, maybe this is their first Fan Fiction Friday episode that they've watched or listened to, uh, could you quickly uh, run down how this works? Sure. Uh, essentially, you guys send us your bad trade offers. We try to find a nice way to tell you that they're bad, and then we grade them on a scale of 20 to 80, uh, the traditional Major League Baseball scouting scale, 20 being you know, amongst the worst we've ever heard and, and 80 being like the best trade in the history of trades, which we will never get. So, um, which is fine. They're really hard to come up with. Uh, most of the trades land between 40 and 50, somewhere in that range. And that's, that's about average, uh, you know, and, and we grade on creativity, we grade on realism and we grade on the value going back and forth. Uh, and these are just, you know, our opinions, obviously we don't have the inside information. We have no idea how the Marlins, you know, value, Bryce Miller. We just, we don't know. Right. So we're guessing a little bit here and there, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then, um, you know, if we like your trade, you get nothing. If we hate your trade, you get nothing. So it's really not that big of a deal. Is there a Christmas bonus at all for the scoring this episode? No. Yeah. I I figured as much. Why did I even ask the question? All right, let's get right into the trades. First one comes from Paul. Paul's got a very aggressive offer here on Brian Reynolds, Jared Kelnick, Matt Brash, Bryce Miller, Chris Flexen, and the competitive balance round A selection at number 30 for next summer's draft for Pirates outfielder Brian Reynolds. Colby, what do you think? I refuse to grade a Brian Reynolds trade. We, did, we didn't we didn't we didn't say Brian Reynolds. I Brian Reynolds know, wasn't involved in the rules. It was right, it was Otani right. and who who right. else? Who who was the other one? Along with Otani. Acuna, that's right. Yeah, yeah we're yeah, adding yeah. Tatis to that too, by the way. But oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And after today, Brian Reynolds, executive decision. Um, yeah, so that that's a pretty interesting trade. Again, the reports have come out that the Pirates want you know uh, a starter, a starting pitcher, who's ideally really close to major league ready to be the headliner um, of this deal. Uh, they trade Brian Reynolds, and the Mariners don't really have that, at least not that level of guy that other teams who are interested in Reynolds can offer. We've heard about Tideman, we've heard about Harrison, we've heard about um who's the other Miller whose first name is escaping me right now. Bobby. Um yeah, Bobby Miller from the Dodgers. We've heard about uh all these guys and, and the Mariners don't have that guy. So if you're going to make a trade with them, you kind of have to trade bulk, but it's got to be really good bulk, right? You just not you're not going to give them five top, you know, five prospects ranked between 10 and 15. Uh, to to get this done, so uh, Brash 
we don't know how much value that's going to hold to the Pirates. It depends if they think of him as a starter or a reliever. There's some value there, that's for sure. Uh, Kelnick, it feels like he has to be involved in this trade. I mean, there's it. I mean, if you're acquiring Brian Reynolds and you're the Seattle Mariners, you have no use for for Jared Kelnick. You can pretty freely put him in this trade. I don't know how much value Flexen's going to have to the Pirates just because he's making some money and and you know, eh, yeah, just kind of a guy. I, that's the thing that I get hung up on here with the steal. Uh, overall, I think the deal is pretty good, and this is about as aggressive as does, the Mariners could feasibly Flexen get hurt here. The deal? Do you think? Maybe. I just like to me, what is is that even a like? Does that even tip the scales at all, including Chris Flexen in the steal for the Pirates, right? Like, or yeah. to tip the scales for you at all, getting rid of that money? But like, if it if it doesn't really tip the scales for either side, don't wouldn't you just rather keep Chris Flexen if you're the Mariners? Right. I just I I don't really see why Flexen is involved in this, but uh, the rest of it is fine by me. Yeah, it's. I think this is probably the type of deal, you know, plus or minus Flexen. If the Pirates like Flexen, fine, throw him in. But um, I think this is the type of deal you're going to have to make if you want to, if you want Brian Reynolds. And that's just because again, you have to outbid other teams. Um, so you kind of have to do it with bulk, but you have to do it with upside bulk. And there is a lot of upside in this trade for the Pirates. Um, so yeah, I, I again, I I don't, I still don't think it's going to happen. I I, re, I would be shocked if the Mariners landed Brian Reynolds. Um, but I think this is the type of package and, and, you know, honestly, it might cost a little bit more and, and it really does depend on how the pirates feel about Bryce Miller and, and Matt Brash. That's th- those right. are the deciding factor. If they think both of those guys are mid rotation starters, they probably do this deal. If they yeah. don't, it, then it's probably dead. So I'll give it a 50 because it yeah. can kind of go either way. I'll give it a 55 because I think this is more or less going to be, you know, if the Mariners land Brian Reynolds, this is essentially what it's going to look like. And that's going to hinge upon, like you said, the Pirates thinking that Matt Brash can start and Bryce Miller is like close enough to Tideman and Miller and those guys mm-hmm. to for for Brash and Kelnick, et cetera, to make up the difference. Yeah. So uh yeah. So fifty five uh from me, fifty from you for Paul. Let's go on to our next trade. Comes from Lane. Uh, Lane wants to know if the um, Mariners could trade Taylor Trammell, Emerson Hancock, and Travis Kuhn to the Nationals for Joey Manessis and Hunter Harvey. So I really like Harvey. Manessis, though, was a 30-year-old rookie this past year and had a good year, don't get me wrong, but six games. This feels like a lot for Manessis and Harvey. Like, I like Harvey again, but I just, I don't know feels like a lot mm-hmm. for basically a luxury in the bullpen and a 30-year-old, you know, corner infield DH type who's only been good for 56 games in the major league and has only played 56 games in the major league, so. Yeah, uh, it's, it's way too much to get. I mean, let's, those two guys that you're getting, they're question marks, like at best. Um, you know, there's there's a chance that you end up DFAing both of them at some point this year, so you're not going to give up Emerson Hancock who, you know, even though I'm down on him, is still a pretty good prospect. Um, and honestly, you're not going to give up. I don't think I would give up Taylor Trammell for Manessis or Harvey, straight up. Maybe Harvey, but I, I think I'd rather ride the upside of Trammell. So uh, I would hold out to do better than this. I don't know if Manessis is actually available. I mean, I can't imagine why the Nationals would want to keep him if somebody's making him this type of offer. Yeah. Um, but this is an overpay for Seattle. And, and frankly, they can go get these two guys still, even in the the fairly depleted free agent class. They can still go find basically these two players and, and sign them for, 
couple million bucks each. Yeah, it's just there are two big question marks here. Manessis, again, 56 games, I just at 30 years old. Yeah. And also, he's not like a great fit for the roster either, just in terms of his versatility or lack thereof. So, right. yeah, I, I'm going to go 35 on this one. Sorry. Yeah, same. Yeah. All right, next deal comes from Alex. Alex has the Mariners receiving Manuel Margot and Jalen Beeks from the Rays for Sam Haggerty, Jonathan Classe, and Michael Morales. Colby. Um, I I don't think this is going to work for, for Tampa, uh, to be uh, frank, just because, I mean, I like Margot. Uh, I think I talked about him a lot last offseason. He just signed an extension, unfortunately, with Tampa. Uh, not that that means they wouldn't trade him, but it, it seems unlikely they're not going to trade him for Haggerty. Haggerty is a big question mark. We don't know what Sam Haggerty is. And once he started playing every day in September, he was pretty bad. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to use him. He's a bench guy at this point. Uh, Classe and Morales are really nice players. I, I think the Rays would be interested in both. Uh, Classe is on the 40-man, though. That is something the Rays have to worry about, and he is a couple years away from the big leagues. Um, Morales is also a couple years away from the big leagues, at least probably three. So I don't think you're giving up enough to get like a really solid fourth outfielder slash platoon guy uh, and a, a pretty good reliever, uh, Jalen Beeks as well. So I, I don't think you're giving up near enough here. Uh, I think if you want both of these guys, you probably have to replace Haggerty with like Brash. I, I really think that's what it would cost for the Rays to move on from from these two guys. Yeah, I, I just I don't think that the Mariners necessarily line up here with what it would take uh for Margot specifically like they they're not in a position where they can just go like i mean cuz like Margot is not Tyler O'Neill right like he's a he was a he's one better, and a half but yeah <laughs> he was a one and a half one player this past season mm-hmm. you know he's uh like the the Mariners aren't in a position to go like hey here's Paul Seawald for right. Manuel Margot like that's probably may- about fair. Yeah, and maybe you can wrap your head around that, like a Seawald and prospects deal for like someone like O'Neill or someone with like the higher up- upside. But like for Margot, I think you kind of know what you're getting, and I just don't really think that's worth what it would probably take to to land him from Tampa. But it's probably going to have to be like a a major league reliever for and a, and a yeah. pretty decent one at that for Margot in order to get uh, Tampa Bay to, to to flip him, and then adding Beaks into the steal as well. I just I, I think it becomes too much for uh for Tampa. Uh so yeah. I'm gonna go uh probably thirty five on this one. I'll... Yeah, same. All right, so we got a few more trades to cover here in just a moment, but uh first a message from NHTSA. Did you know that driving high is considered driving under the influence? That's right. Driving under the influence of marijuana is against the law in every state, even in states where marijuana is legal. That means driving high could get you a DUI. And if you think law enforcement officers can't tell when you're driving high, you're wrong. Your friends can tell, your coworkers can tell, even your parents can tell. Everyone can tell. So what makes you think that law enforcement officers don't know when you're driving high? Well, driving under the influence of marijuana can slow your response time and change how you perceive time and speed. So even if you think you're fine to drive when you're high, you're not. Because the bottom line is, if you feel different, you drive different. And driving high is driving under the influence. So remember, drive high, get a DUI. Paid for by NHTSA. You're listening to the Lockdown Mariners podcast. Thank you so much for making us your first listen here on Fan Fiction Friday on Christmas Eve. Eve, let's get back into these trades. Chris has a pretty fun deal here. 
uh, with the Marlins and the Mariners. This is the one that I was hinting towards at the uh, during the cold open. Uh, Marlins get Jerry Kelnick and Chris Flexen. Mariners get uh, Jorge Soler and Jesus Lazardo. So this is interesting. A lot of moving parts here because Soler's got money attached to him. Obviously, Flexen has a little bit of money attached to him as well. And then there's kind of a prospect or not necessarily prospect, but a young asset for young asset swap with Kelnick and Lazardo. What do you think about the steal, Colby? I just wonder what the, the Marlins would want with uh, Chris Flexen. The Marlins have pitching. Um, they have quite a bit of young pitching that is frankly better than Chris Flexen. So they're just taking on Chris Flexen to, to dump Sol- Sol- uh, Solaire's strat- or, uh, salary, maybe. Uh, but what's the point? They, I think they'd probably rather, if they're going to pay somebody nine, 10 million bucks, I think they'd rather pay Solaire 10 million bucks than Flexen because at least they could use Solaire. So I don't think that part works for it. Uh, Luzardo is pretty interesting. That'd be a fun trade, like you said. But uh, the thing with Luzardo is that he's he's had major league success. Kelnick has yeah. not. So, yeah. um, you know, the the Marlins are looking for a center fielder. Do they think Kelnick's a center fielder? I, I don't know. Um, you know, Luzardo is a year older. Uh, and uh, he does have two years of club control, so you'd you'd be gaining a year of cl- club control if you swap. Uh, the Marlins would be gaining a year of club control if they swap Luzardo for for Kelnick. But again, Luzardo was pretty good last year, only 18 starts, but still, that is a 100 innings of of success that Jared Kelnick just does not have. So, I think if you want to make that swap, you're going to have to add something. Um, could you maybe do something like Trammell and Kelnick for Luzardo? Maybe, but I think the Marlins want a little bit more safety than that. I I think it yeah. might have been int- like if you did like Kelnick, you did like Kelnick, Trammell, and like uh, Perlander Baroa for like mm-hmm. Luzardo and Joey Wendell. Maybe that's something that works. I just I I don't know what the flexing thing has to do with it, and I don't think Kelnick and uh, I don't think Kelnick for Luzardo is something that's going to happen but it could because like i said the marlins have a lot of starting pitching so uh it really comes down to how do they feel about kelnick I, yeah I, I, I think they could get a better outfielder for lazardo probably though. yeah mm-hmm. like uh that's the thing you know you made a great point there that lazardo has actually had major league success yeah he's had some injury history and all that mm-hmm. but this year through 100 innings 1076 k's per nine three one four one nine three three two era three twelve pip it's worth 2.2 F4. Like, Jared Kelnick's never sn- even sniffed that kind of value at the major league level. So no. that's just, like, from a pure value standpoint, and also if Jared Kelnick is just a corner in, uh, corner outfielder, I mean, the, the, the values significantly outweigh one another because Lazardo is young. He pitches at a, he plays at a, pres- a premium position, and he's provided major league value. So it just, right. it, that doesn't really work. And then... I don't think that the salary that you would be taking on from Solaire really makes up the difference uh, at all here. So I'll go, I'll go 42 on this cause it is creative. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a lot of issues here with this. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you take all of Solaire's contract, uh, and you don't include flexin, then maybe that's enough to make up the difference, yeah. but even I doubt that. So, yeah, it's creative enough that it'll keep it out of the 30s, but I would say it's like 40 or 45. It, it, like, if the Marlins really think that Kelnick can play center field, 
then it's probably a 45, mm. but I doubt they do. So I'm going to say 40. Right. Next trade comes from JJ. Uh, JJ has a big deal here for Randy Rosarena. Playoff Randy. Matt Brash, Jared Kelnick, Harry Ford, Taylor Dollard, and the competitive balance around a selection for Randy Rosarena, who, of course, has one more year of club control than Brian Reynolds. So you would think that it might cost more than Brian Reynolds. So Probably. if we're comparing this deal to Paul's deal for Brian Reynolds, this is definitely more for, for Randy. So what do you think, Colby? Is it? I think so, yeah. Like, let's mm. let's bring this back up here. Brash, Kelnick, Ford, Dollard, and the competitive balance around APIC for when it was Brash, Miller, Kelnick, and Flexen. What was the other? Uh, and the comp round uh, APIC, which is also in this Rosarina deal. Yeah, that's more. That's more. Ford and, and Dollard are more than Miller. Sure about that, Chief? Yeah. So Bryce Miller might be somebody's number one prospect in the organization, but, you know. Um, really? It, it, <laughs> I mean, oh, who's right. better? Who's all better? Right. I mean, I'd probably put Harry Ford over him still. Probably, point. but not definitely. Guess who's closer to the big leagues, too? Guess right. who has a higher floor? Bryce Miller. Mm. Just saying. I yeah. Can, yeah, he does. I can yeah, talk yeah, into yeah. this because at all the very right. least, he's a high level reliever. I could totally talk yeah, into that. Yeah, you're, you're, you're um, right on that. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, anyway. but the upside of Harry Ford, man, like Craig Biggio. The upside. Come on, come on, come on. The upside of jump Bryce on the Miller, Craig Biggio. If that's the case, then the upside of Bryce Miller is like Roy Oswalt. Like, like so. <laughs> We're just pulling Astros now. Sure, why not? Just... <laughs> I just think kind of like a shorter. Is it? I think Bryce Miller is only like six two, which is tall, but like you know, right, he's not right. like six seven like Logan Gill. Anyways, all right, all right, let's, let's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Randy Rosarena. I don't think the I don't think the uh, the Rays are going to trade him this winter. Mm. Uh, personally, uh, I think that deal is probably good enough to get their attention, um, <clears throat> but I just I don't think they're going to do that because they're trying to win the World Series this year, and they're starting to spend a little bit of money. It's not like insane money, but they did give Glass now that that large extension. They've uh, gave money to Zach Eflin, um, so yeah, they're starting to spend a little bit of money here. Um, Brash Kelnick. Dollar, they're all going to be on the forty man here, or they already are. Um, and then and there's issues with that for Tampa Bay. Uh, so yeah, I think this one comes down to how do they view Dollar and Ford? Because I think Brash, they probably Brash is a guy who just makes a lot of sense for Tampa because they can use him <laughs> however they want, and they will. Um, Kelnick, and he'll whatever. be great at it too. <laughs> sure. In Kelnick, I guess if you have Marco already in hand, then you, there's your platoon if you want to, but. They have to replace Kevin Kiermeyer. That's probably Randy or Rosarena. So, um, but if they think Ford is like you know a future All Star, and they think Dollard is like a number four, number three starter, then yeah, they might do this deal. But I just I don't think they're going to view it that way. Um, and so I I I don't know. I'll give it like a forty five. I just I don't know if a Rosa. I think Rose a Rosarena is less attainable than uh, even Brian Reynolds just because the extra year. Yeah, I'll go forty five to fifty on this. It's uh I think it's a good enough offer to like like you said, yeah, to get their attention. Um there's just no reason for them to trade him uh right now. Like there really isn't right. he's not expensive yet, like they need the outfield help, like it just it doesn't make any sense. And he's got four years left of club control. They can right. They can have this conversation for three more years, <laughs> you know, and so mm -hmm. uh yeah. I, I just 
I don't know. I think this is good, but like, it's just probably not going to happen. Like, you would have to like overwhelm the race, and I don't think this necessarily overwhelms the race. To it might, say. but yeah, maybe there's an maybe. odd there's an odd zero chance it would. I just don't think it would, so that's why it's a lower grade. Yeah, exactly, and that's uh, I just. Again, they they have all the leverage here with the Rosarena. So again, if they're not like just blown out of the water, I they're right. not going to trade him. They're not even going to think about trading him, honestly. But who knows? They've done weirder things. All right, next trade comes from Mark. Mark has a Lane Thomas deal. Lane Thomas, the outfielder for the Nationals, for Juan Pinto and Starlin Aguilar. Colby. F. F? You can't have the, you can't have that's not the grades. <laughs> well, it's a zero out of eighty. So there you go. F breaks um, the scale. Yeah, you don't get Juan Pinto, not for a mediocre platoon bat. I don't think so. Um, you can have Starlin Aguilar. I don't care about that at all. Take him. Um, and honestly, that might be who who do you love Thomas. more, Will Myers or Juan Pinto <laughs> or Jonathan well, VR? Uh, probably Juan Pinto because he's he's in the org. So, you know, Will Myers betrayed us. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, I think it's an overpay for Thomas. Seriously, I, I think Juan Pinto is a guy who uh, a lot of people are overlooking. He's tall, projectable, lefty, already getting into the low nineties with a pretty good uh, curveball on top of it. He's six four. Like he's going to fill out. I I really think Juan Pinto is a guy who um is is going to be a major leaguer and a pretty good one uh now granted he's years away so a lot can happen but i like the projectability of juan pinto quite a bit uh and lane thomas to me is like he's fine he makes sense he's a fit but he's not like amazing he's not you have to have this guy he's again like well actually not again because like i said this on the page not on here but like you know guys like will myers they they kind of grow on trees and lane thomas is kind of one of those guys and it's like yeah that's that's fine they do need that but do they need to trade juan pento for him probably not yeah so i i I would pass on this deal i'll give it like a 40 though uh because i think it's overall fine but yeah i'm not i'm not i think it's the right idea i just think you picked the wrong player Sure. I think Juan yeah. Pinto's probably, and where Washington is right now, I I think I do think that going with like the younger players makes a lot of sense. The guy, the teenagers, yeah. uh, so if they want to take a shot on like George Feliz and and you know Starlin Aguilar, fine, uh, go ahead and pull the trigger on that. But I think Pinto, yeah, I think Pinto's yeah. just in a different class than those type of prospects. So I would say no on Pinto, but I think the idea overall is pretty good. So I'll give it a forty-five. Uh, next trade comes from Brandon. Brandon has a pretty straightforward deal here. Christian Walker, the uh, first base slash DH from the Diamondbacks for the competitive balance round A pick and Michael Arroyo. Tell me, what do you think? Well, you don't trade Edgar Martinez before he gets to the big league. So that's probably a no. Um, I hate you. We should probably institute a new rule next time ty no arizona diamondback trades i don't know what that franchise is doing i can never figure them out um are they are they rebuilding no are they are they going for the plat no are they trying to go 500 eh, maybe like who knows they're easily the the fourth best team in that division and, and colorado's gaining on them pretty quickly and yet they won't ever commit to a rebuild they just don't want to do that and so they're just irrelevant so it's really hard to know what they're going to do walker had a really good year last year at the plate uh 
terrible defender. So I guess you're looking at him as your full-time DH. Um, I think he was actually okay at first base, but you have Ty France. So like, who yeah. cares? One of those two is your full-time DH <laughs> regardless. So uh, I think, you know, the, the comp round a pick is probably enough to get him if they actually were willing to move him. Um, Arroyo's a really good bat. Um, he's a top 10 prospect in the system. I don't think Christian Walker would based on his fit for this, this, you know, roster, I don't think he's worth essentially two top 10 organizational prospects. Mm. Uh, not at least when the farm system is relatively as good as the Mariners. Um, right. So I, I think for me, I, I think the competitive balance round a pick is, is fine. I, I'd probably rather have that pick uh, to be perfectly mm. honest with you than, than, than Walker, just because he, he's just not a great fit for this roster. So um, he's but I not think about, but like, we talked about this on the Patreon yesterday, though, that right. like, eventually fit. You, you just need the offense and fit. You need the you know, offense. And, and you know, the, the more that these options thin out, the more it kind of, you know, you can wrap your head around just having a full-time DH because right now there just aren't enough quality hitters on the Mariners roster that's like, I need right. to keep the the DH open for those, for those guys. So right. how how desperate is Jerry to... to you know, get the bats because he's yeah. been very clear about this, that he wants four outfielders and the, whoever's not starting in the outfield that day is going to DH most of the time he's running out of options. Like it's, it's, I don't want to say he's running out of those options because there's a lot of guys like that. It's just they, the, the options are getting smaller and smaller every day. So uh, Walker, like fine, I guess I just, I don't know. I, I don't think that you give up Arroyo and the draft pick, but I do think this is a pretty interesting trade. Yeah, I think this is really interesting. I'd give it 55. Um, I really like this deal. Because uh, Ty's think... just desperate to get the next Edgar Martinez out of the organization. I'll give it a 45. Uh, 55 for me because, again, I, I think that there is going to come a point, or potentially there will come a point here in this offseason where full-time DH makes sense. And, you know, you can give uh, France a spell here and then and let Walker stand at first and and roll from there. I mean, this is a guy that just put up a four-win season uh, and had a 122 WRC plus. Like, he's a good-ass hitter, man. (laughs) Like, 36 home runs, like, that would be useful. I would like that in my lineup. Corbin has uh, Chris Flex into the Rockies for Dylan Jorge and Charlie Blackman. Colby. Uh, I think he means... uh... Dion Jorge. Uh, but uh, anyways, mm. aside from that, he's not really all that valuable in this trade. He's that, you know, unless there's a Dylan Jorge I'm not familiar with <laughs> in the Rockies organization. But um, this is pretty, pretty sizable financial commitment from the Mariners. I think Blackman is making $20 million this year. Is that right, Ty? Right around there? Yeah, somewhere um, around there, yeah. Yeah, so flexing, you're taking on $12 million for Blackman, who honestly is at the stage of his career where he should probably be a full-time DH. Like, I I, I think you're going after the wrong outfielder here, personally. I, I would go after Randall Gritchuk if I'm going to trade uh, Chris Flexen to the Rockies. Um, it's interesting. We haven't heard a lot of Blackman trades. Ty was a, a big, you know, Charlie Blackman fan last year. Um, said he would do anything to to have Charlie Blackman on this roster. Um, so you know, You're worried about me seems a little bit desperate, but okay. Uh, <clears throat> but Blackman, I I think is an interesting fit for Seattle. I think the Rockies have to include cash in this deal because I don't want the twelve million dollars extra. What 
All right, I should rephrase that. I don't care about the $12 million, right? But clearly Jerry and, and Justin and more specifically John Stanton do. Uh, and if they take on all $12 million of the dollars, that's probably your, your platoon partner with Kelnick that you can no longer afford. And holy cow, Dalton Varsho was just traded to the Braves. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, nope, Blue Jays. Oh, wow. Well, that takes them out of the... Uh... Brian Reynolds. Wow. Good for the... good. For, they gave up uh, Gabriel Moreno. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. Wow. That's a wow. Good for the Diamondbacks. Yeah. Damn. I mean, good for the Blue Jays, too. Good for the Blue Jays. Good for the Diamondbacks. Good for all. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that's a good is. trade. I mean, that's a fun yeah. trade. All right. Cool. Well, that's one team out of Brian Reynolds' market, <laughs> supposedly. So, yeah, maybe. Uh, we'll see what else they give Hopefully. Moreno. I doubt they're going to trade Moreno and Tideman in the same offseason, but you never know. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Um, Blackman just, he sucks now. <laughs> like, that's, that's really what it comes yeah. down to. Like, he's just, he's posted WRC pluses of 97, 93, and 89 in the last three seasons. Like, 35 years old. He's not a good defender at all. Uh, he's making a lot of money. I just, I have no interest in this. Uh, I had a little bit of interest in a, you know, a bounce back year, you know, last year or the year before. Uh, okay. but it just, I don't know. Mm, I think you're, I think you're over exaggerating here. Holder. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, I don't know. He, I, honestly, I think this is like a 30 because <laughs> like, I just, I have no interest in Blackman and Jorge doesn't really make up the difference for me. Yeah. Same. All right. So, uh, that's going to do it for our show. Uh, just a quick little programming note. If you guys are watching this and, uh, you want to hang out with us a little bit more, we're going to be doing a live stream on our other YouTube channel, true to the Trident. And, uh, Colby and I are going to be opening up Christmas gifts from one another. So that should be fun and totally not unhinged. Uh, but head on over there if you want to check that out. Uh, but that's, uh, like I said, that's going to do it for us. Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners for Colby Patnode. I'm Tidy Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow me at Dane Gonzalez, C-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at CPAT11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Featuring the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and a happy holiday, and we'll see you on Monday. Peace.